ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy. I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot. I ain't really got a lot of thoughts, I just pack them in a box. So I popped up on this pod, now I'm outside of the box. When I pop up on the clock, last thing I think is talk. See, I'm winning it now, loving it three and a thou. They peeping my style, keeping it now, steadily growing my Dow Jones. Oh no, these kids be thinking they prowl. Oh no, no, immediately throwing the towel. See, when it's different, it's different. Go position by position. Ain't no issue commission. As a commission, I just listen. They envision my vision and my division. I'm stealing. Cause I'll be willing and dealing. Find me the trade. Cause I'm a fiend. I'm a junkie, ayy. And I'm a junkie, ayy. Ain't no denying my supply. I'm a junkie, ayy. See, I'm a junkie, ayy. And I'm a junkie, ayy. Be getting high off my supply. I'm a junkie, ayy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 152 of the Dynasty Junkies podcast, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts podcast network, the DEP network, if you will. And we do. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm here tonight uh, with my co-host, Andrew Hall at Andrew Hall FF. Andrew, how's it going tonight? Oh man, it, it is a steamy Thursday in the Midwest. Yeah. There is a lot of heat going around, and it's a I am excited. To July in, in the entire East Coast. And it's brutal. Like, I know Phoenix and the Southwest is having a rough go, so it's just a hot, hot summer finally. And I am excited to talk some football in my air conditioned house. Let's talk about it that way. There you yeah, go. Camps back and everything too, but we got a great guest tonight. Uh, Clay Mosley. A lot of people I think probably know him better as Pandemic Clay. Uh, Clay, how you doing tonight? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. It's going to be fun. I'm a big fan. Like I said, I'm a big Rocky fan. I'm a big Andrew fan. So, <laughs> and I was actually invited onto this one. I've been spamming myself and, and trades in five to everybody, <laughs> but Rocky invited me onto this one. I was like, oh, all right. Yeah. Thanks, I wanted to get you on Trade Addicts too, but you record on Tuesdays, I think. Uh, so we, could, we I know. couldn't get that done. Yeah. One day. We're going to do both. But, uh, but yeah, we got we got a lot to get into tonight. We're doing our uh, we've been doing our positional series. We're doing NFC wide receivers this week. Uh, but first, uh, there is a little little bit of news uh, with camps opening and all that stuff. Uh, Saquon Barkley is the big one signing his deal. Uh, going to be uh, playing for the Giants this year. I've been saying it for weeks that everyone's worried about Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs. I'm like, these guys are playing. I mean, guys just other than Le'Veon Bell, guys don't hold out. I, I, they were never holding. Out. I don't think Josh Jacobs is holding out either. I think he'll he'll sign when he feels like coming into camp, and uh, and then he'll play for for the Raiders. But but Clay, does this? Did you think Saquon would ever really hold out? And does this no. change all that much for you? They they can't. They don't. They don't have leverage. For for better or worse, they don't have leverage. So I, I was not. I was not worried about it. I was not fearful of my Saquon shares. Let's say that. Were you uh, were you buying it all? Was did you notice any dip based on the the threat that he might not play? I I didn't try to buy, didn't try to sell. I just you know, I didn't have any league mates make any crappy offers, so it was good <laughs> that I wasn't fielding a bunch of a crap, you know. So, but no, I didn't send or, or or make any offers, make any trades. What about you, Andrew? Any any thoughts on the whole Saquon thing? I, I don't think there's that much to talk about because, like I said, I always said he was coming in. And I don't know that there was all that much of a – maybe a little bit for some people. There was a little bit of a, a value decrease, but I don't think so. Are you giving I mean, a, there... uh, a mid-24 first for him? No problem. You're giving a mid-24 first and I say – 
what I'm what gladly have Barkley over Ro- the pick. Roche, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to yeah, find I'm, some lesser running back. I'm a big Barkley guy, though. I, and, and, you know, yeah. he, he came back, looked a lot more like Saquon last year. Did, did fade a little bit, I think, late. But uh, I have no qualms about start of, of trading a 24 first for Saquon. And, and I think he's a uh, top 10 running back easily in terms of points per game this year, uh, maybe higher. I think I'm not sure. I think he was top five last year. And sorry, I don't, I don't want to hijack. I'm used to, I'm used to hosting here. I oh, no, I love a it. Trade for you guys. <laughs> I love it. What, what about what about Miles Sanders and a projected mid 24 first or Saquon? Wait, Miles Sanders, Miles Sanders and a 24 first or Saquon? 12 team Superflex PPR start 10. I probably lean Sanders in the pick on that one, just because I think Sanders is going to have a good year this year. And the running back position is so chaotic. I don't know if Barkley stays with the giants. I just, I mean, again, you kind of have to take running backs at one to two years and then adding that pick, you can kind of backfill as you need. So I think that value feels a little better to me. Shane, Shane, Shane is it? Shane, uh, co-host is in the chat. Uh, nice. The Sanders side. Yeah. by Billions. That's a dream. Yep. That's a dream trade. Honestly, as, as far as I'm concerned, Rocky, what do you think about that one, buddy? It's not by a billion for me, but I, yeah, I think because of the pick and Sanders is going to get, I don't know how good that offense is going to be, but Sanders is going to get volume. Right. So you have to, you have to, especially mid ish pick. You, you have to take that uh, uh, over and the running position. So, but I mean, you know, Saquon could, God forbid, have another injury this year, and and you you know his value's gone. Like <laughs> at that point, he's right. if he has like a season-ending type injury, his value's gone at that point. So, uh, yeah, you have to take the first and decent production for Miles Sanders for sure. Um, but and then the other injury news, uh, the other news we had was just some of the injuries that popped up today. Joe Burrow was uh, carted off at camp. Uh, Andrew put the note on here. I didn't even hear that it was only possibly a cramp. Is that something that's actually come out? Or I know no, it's a it, calf injury. Calf strain. They're not going to yeah. say anything more than that. And I don't expect them to say it was a cramp either. I, I mean, again, I was like putting hopefully, like in all caps, like please. Like that was my optimistic. Especially for you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, at the same time, I mean, like I said before, it's super hot right now. And, and this is the time of year we see this happen. They're just coming back. They're kind of getting back in the group of things. You know, and I was actually in a uh, in a group chat and I said something like, Man, just give that guy a high C and some orange slices and call it a day, Joe. Like, just go in there and get some <laughs> yeah. hydration, like get some calcium and you'll be all right. But I mean, he, he had to sleep on the leg anyway. So I think it was a known issue. And that makes me feel like a little better in a way to be like, well, this is something he was probably already nursing. And, you know, re-aggravations are never good. But at the same time, it's not like he, you know, popped an Achilles or, you know, blew his knee or any of these massively terrible injuries. And it was non-contact, of course. So I'm yeah. looking at it's it like maybe scary. the best case scenario. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. But I'm saying like best case scenario, it's a cramp or a calf strain. It's a couple of weeks. I mean, we don't really need Joe to play the preseason. I just want him to practice. I just want him to feel like he can, you know, get mobile, knock the rust off. Because, man, last year he had, he struggled doing that into the season. But, again, with the heat and everything, I kind of blame it a lot on that. And just cross my fingers, he's okay. That's really where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, right. I thought it was a little odd that if he, something was going on there enough for him to have a sleeve on it to begin with, does he really need to be out there in July? Like, I so say sure. yes, because the last two years – he hasn't had a true off-season program. He hasn't been able to do it. He had the two years ago. He had the appendicitis and everything. Or no, it was the the knee injury and everything. He just coming back from that. Last year was the appendicitis where he missed a lot of the beginning of preseason. I think he wants to get in there early and get some bonding time with his guys. And they just got a new offensive lineman. Like he's got to yeah. still get that rust off, which again we saw last year didn't work well. Him not doing anything until the first game looked terrible. Four interceptions in the first half and stuff like. 
I, we don't need that. So I think he wanted to go into this season like, I'm full, I'm ready, let's go. And I think that's why, maybe for better or for worse, he maybe went in before he was ready. But I still think I'm okay with this. I think I'll take a calf strain, you know, again, sit down for a couple of weeks. He doesn't need to play preseason games at all, but I want him to practice and at least get through some of the installation of the offense. And I think that's still going to happen. And then the uh, the other one was just uh, Garrett Wilson, some kind of injury today, ankle. I don't think that no. I, I, don't, I don't know if you've heard anything more. Clay. I don't think that seems very I, serious. I looked it up before uh, before we got on. It doesn't seem like it's serious. Uh, I was trying to get an updated report too, and the the latest report I saw was like four hours ago, saying it it doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal. But I'm sure you guys saw in the in the sleeper chats and some league chats, <laughs> like yeah, everybody was like full panic for a hot second there with. It's that Darryl time Wilson. of year, Bobby. This is what we're doing. It, we're panic mode. All it it's like pure <laughs> NFL panic. camps are back. The injury yeah. threats we're worrying about now. We're just praying everybody gets through. Okay. It's that yeah. time of year um, where I'm like, why do I play this stupid sport? It just causes yeah. me so much anxiety. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so just figured we'd mention them. But uh, yeah, there's yeah. nothing nothing too major, it seems, going on with either of these guys. And, well, I mean, uh, just for the record, I mean, the only injury that seemed significant was Jalen Ramsey for the Dolphins that I mean he might miss mm. up until December at this point with his knee injury and again we're an wrong. offensive fantasy dynasty show like you know Jalen Ramsey isn't technically part of what we talk about but that could change a lot of the Dolphins and maybe make sense yeah, so, you know, so is offense. that a two uh two a bump <laughs> kind <laughs> of like, it could make the offense yeah. a little more attractive because they're not good yeah, on defense right. I guess I mean, you could write yeah. whatever narrative you want there but I don't think Sorry. it's that impactful to be honest with you either unless you're an IDP oh so Clay Shane, Shane Lynch you do accept this offer Oh, man. <laughs> I know they're they're texting they're they're texting like crazy. I can see in the side of my uh, side eye here, Shane and Scott getting after it here. I'll, I'll check I'll check the offer in a second, Shane. I love it. <laughs> okay, but we, we'll get right into it then with our uh, main topic of the night, which is, is talking about these uh, NFC wide receivers. We've been doing uh, our positional series by group. Uh, it's NFC wide receivers this week. We're going kind of. Basing it off uh, the DLF 80, the most recent DLF ADP, and we'll just kind of go down the list and talk about these guys in, in some groups. Uh, I don't think we really need to talk about Justin Jefferson, do we? Justin Jefferson is awesome. Enough Great. said. Okay. Yep. Uh, <laughs> he's <laughs> wide receiver one, obviously. Uh, I, this next group I wanted to talk about just a little bit because uh, we, we actually, I think it was pre-show on Trade Addicts this week. We were talking about kind of this group and, how much you how much you would give up for them and which guys are worth uh, two first plus and things like that. So curious to you guys the next uh, the next four are all uh, young guys. Well, youngish guys. AJ Brown's a little older than the rest of them, but wide receiver three, CD Lamb, wide receiver four, AJ Brown, wide receiver seven, Amon Ross St. Brown, and then wide receiver eight, Chris Olave. So I was arguing that I I don't put a lot of they in that group with the other three, but I know a lot of people do. What what are your thoughts on this group here? Is is it is there a break between the Alave and the rest of them for you, or is it just uh, oh. I'll take the cheapest guy and Alave is good enough? You're you're gonna get all you're gonna get Shane all hot and bothered in the uh, in the chat there. He's he's Mister Alave. Oh god, that's, so that's so is sure. Russ, my co-host in Triadics. Yes. Really? Yeah. yeah. No. Um. So I look at that group right there: CD, AJ Brown. Amon Ra, I'm I'm a big Amon Ra fan. I, I don't know. I I'm, I'm well. still willing to to overpay for him. Well, to to a certain extent, a process overpay, a gentleman's overpay, but um, <laughs> politely overpay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, that's fine. W when I look at all these wide receivers right here, like the AJ Brown, CD, Amon Ra, Alave, 
I'm just looking for a way to to do a quote unquote process trade, which is what we always say. So you're trying to get some kind of leverage out of a trade, a tier down that isn't that significant when it comes to the points per game aspect, but there's like this difference in in perceived value of a player over another. And hey, if I can get a piece on top, I'll do that. So I see those that tier is like I'm down to down to pivot around if I don't have Chase Jefferson. Yeah. Uh, what we were talking about it, like I said pre-show the other night. Uh, my contention, uh, to me, Olave, Olave had a nice season for a rookie, and he's uh, and he's very, you know, he could he could definitely vault up if he if he does it again. But he he was a wide receiver too last year. He wasn't amazing, and I, I just I'd rather have one of these proven guys over Chris Olave. That's that that, that was my argument with the guys on Trade Addicts. Uh, J Mike was on with us as well. Uh, but but Andrew, what, what are your thoughts on this group? Well, I mean, I think I'll just start with I think it's ranked accordingly. I think CeeDee Lamb, AJ Brown, Amon Ra, and Chris Alave is the ranking I would have for them. I think that the upside maybe of Alave, I could see him being, you know, maybe swapped with Amon Ra, who you could say is kind of like fool's gold in a sense, and maybe that's not you know accurate, but I think Alave has probably got a, a little bit longer life and shelf you know, shelf life or lifespan, whatever you would call it, like in, in New Orleans, especially with Derek Carr now. So, I mean, I like Alave. I don't love Alave like some other people were talking about. Um, I do love CeeDee Lamb this year. I think the Dak Prescott's going to smash. I think there's a lot to do there. And A.J. Brown, of course, is no doubter to me. So, I mean, these still these are four players that I would have no problem at all having any of them as my wide receiver one in Dynasty. They're, they're young. They're talented. They produce. That's all I'm looking for. And I'm kind of – I generally like the take the lowest of the tier. And I do believe Alave belongs in that tier along with the guy at nine that we'll get into. But uh, yeah, any of these guys, you know, if you're, if you're waiting a little bit or grabbing an early tight end and tight end premium, I think that's fine. And, and just kind of waiting on one of these, but again, we're seeing a lot of these guys go in the first 15 picks, even in some cases. So you really don't get a lot of chance to wait because wide receivers hold their value so well. So you really do have to reach a little bit, but again, in super flex, you might be able to wait to the third to get someone like Alave if you're lucky, you know, at the three Oh three or something, but, and that's pushing in most cases. So I tiered up and it's, it was a start 11. So normally, you know, you're not giving up three for, for one, but I did tear up from Alave to Jefferson the other day. I thought it was a pretty good price. So it's a 12 team super flex start 11 PPR with a 1.75 tight end premium. I gave Alave Jamison Williams and a 25 first mine, which I'd like to think is going to be late. I like my team in, in that Always. league and got Justin Jefferson. So Alave, a 25 first, and Jamison Williams. Yes, right? Oh, yes. Even in the start 11? Even in the start 11, I was okay with it because I'm I'm bullish on my team in that league. I kind of see both sides of that. I could could see both sides too. I I think it's a fair trade, but I like like Jefferson because I'm with you. I tend to feel like I'm contending, and, and I usually want the best player and all that. I think that's one of those two. You could put that on on Twitter and somebody would go, man, you, you got a steal. And then somebody would comment, which side the steal? You know what I mean? Like, it's just, yeah. it's that good. So that's what I love about that kind of trade. But yeah, I think that's a good trade. Yeah. Good tier up. And I just wanted to mention too, the whole Olave thing. Like I said, I consider him a tier below. <clears throat> and <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I would almost, I wouldn't, I would love, like, if you can get something on top of Devontae Smith for Chris Olave, I would do that in a second. He's wide receiver 12 here, which yeah. You know, it's four spots, but that, that could be a price difference. And I think Devontae Smith is is underrated. Uh what do you what do you think, Clay? Yeah, I mean, I I, I totally agree. <laughs> I, I would gladly tear down from Alave to Devontae Smith. With with that being said, 
a first is going to have to be involved. Even if I do like a first, second swap, one of those moves that like, does that even work in any leagues anymore? <laughs> I, I mean, people who listen to it should try And I guess whatever I'll say. So you give a lave and a second and get Devante and a, and a first. I love that. That I'd be down with that. I'd be down with that. It would have to be 24 though. I want it to be 24. Yeah. I was going to say the same, like not yeah. in 25, that's too far away. And I generally speaking a 25 first, you could say is worth a 24 second, you know, cause there's time value lost and whatever, but I'm with you. I'd want a 24 swap if anything, because again, some of the, sometimes I hate when this happens. Sometimes it ends up being like 111 for 202 and you're like, God damn it. Like, <laughs> that ended up not being worth it at all. Yeah. So yeah, you never know. And, and Jason, in the chat says his law based QB issues would drag him down. I think that's part of it. Um, I also just think, we may he may we we may have seen more of his closer to his ceiling than people think we have that that's my opinion anyway like I, i'm not sure he is going to ever be a perennial wide receiver i think he's gonna be a very good receiver um but if well, i'm let me playing ask you this rocky let me ask you this what why are you why are you not a huge alave fan like what is it like i mean he checks a lot of boxes yeah. You know, in terms of future success. So, what is it about Alave? Why you're why you're bearish on him? I, I it's not that I don't like Alave. I just think he's a little overrated for what we've seen okay. so far. Uh, like I, like I said, I don't put him in the CD Lamb class. I don't put him in the uh, the AJ Brown class, and a lot of people do. I think, and then some of this prop might come from uh, also hosting Trade Addicts, where uh, Russ Fisher loves <laughs> yeah, loves Chris right. Alave and thinks he's like a, a god, but. Um, I just think, and I've said this before, I think we've like, we sort of expected Chris Olave was going to be the best producing rookie wide receiver. And then he was, uh, I think a lot of people thought he was the most pro ready, like he, the, and the, the situation he was stepping into and things like that. Like he was, he was ready to go. And like the, you know, Garrett Wilson did do as well as we were hoping he would, but I think some people thought with Zach Wilson, that might not happen. Uh, and I just think we were sort of like, Okay, he was. We were expecting him maybe to have the best rookie stats. He had, he had close to the best rookie stats. Like, uh, Wilson, in some ways, outproduced him when he had a you know a legit, not even a legit quarterback, a non Zach Wilson quarterback, basically. Yeah. Um, and I just think that he is not as to me not as likely to to soar from here. Like I, I was expecting this coming in. He did it. He still wasn't a wide receiver one or anything, and I, I'm not sure he's going to be. I, I, like I said, I just think he was sort of at his ceiling coming in. He, he was a he's a you know a senior coming out and all that stuff. So that's basically where I'm at. Does does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And the, and the problem with Alave too is, admittedly, I was bailing out of that first round before taking Alave. You know, like like lots of folks drinking the the 2023 first Kool Aid. I I found a lot of spots where you know 106, 107, 108. I was bouncing and could have had some Alave there. So that's what's a bummer is you have these playoff teams, already good teams, and they got Alave right there. And now it's tough to get him away because not only is he a young receiver, but he's like putting up putting up numbers. He's got value insulation for days. Is the thing. So happy to tear off of him, but if if the market likes him. Trade value wise, that's what then, it is for me. That yeah. given his value, I if I have him, I'd rather sell him. Like if he's like a two first guy or two first plus, that that's not. I, I'm not paying that, and I would much if I can get that for him. I would gladly, like you right. said, like if you do that first second swap for for a Devonte Smith type, I'm doing that all day. 
the next guy on the list is kind of uh, in a, a spot by himself to me because he's significantly older than most of the players on this list, which is Cooper Cup, Andrew, wide receiver nine. Yeah. Uh, I think you you would say when we were kind of talking about it, uh, the other guys, that you, you would have him here, though, at nine? That, that that makes sense to you? It does make sense to me. And I think with the, the way that offense is looking, there's not a whole lot of other options there, which can be good and bad, right? You can paint the narrative either way. But I think he's he's coming back full health. I think he's going to be ready to go. I think he's going to have a chip on his shoulder. I think the Rams are definitely going to have to lean on him. Uh, and I just think, you know, age ain't nothing but a number when it comes to Cooper Cup. If he's catching short passes, he's going to get open in the middle. He could be, you know, 150 targets easy as long as he stays healthy, which is always a question mark. Um, but yeah, I think I'm fine with that because I think in, in a lot of the leagues that I'm in receivers, you know, PPR and everything, receivers tend to score pretty well and are pretty consistent and tend to hold their value. So even if for some reason, if my team's not great or I end up going 0 and 4, I think I could pivot off of Cooper cup and still get pretty good value for him, which is really all I'm looking for in a startup or an ADP sense, you know, just like what's the most value. I think cup still has more value than Smith, but it's close. Um, only because Smith is so young and obviously on a better offense and, you know, but, there's there's some question marks there too because like there's so many mouths to feed in Philadelphia with a running quarterback. I mean, you could paint that narrative either way too. So I like Cup. I don't love Cup. You know, I'm kind of putting Cup in that Alave tier and and kind of with ARSB too. And obviously, just talking NFC, there are a couple of other players I would put in that same range. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't hate Cup. I think he's still a fine asset and can still score you lots of points. So as a contender, that's yeah. what I'm looking for anyway. Yeah, and with Cup, uh, <clears throat> I feel like. Um, Clay, that that he might be a guy like not that trade value always equals ADP, uh, but I I feel like what you you know you've been talking about. I feel like he he'd be a guy you might want to tear down from, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I was curious your take on Cup. Yeah, likely because we play in deeper formats. Like if it's a start nine or start ten, especially a start nine, like and I'm contending, I, I want Cup on my team because he's gonna score a lot of fantasy points. But but yeah, the the problem with Cooper Cup. So I think I only have one share and it's a dynasty best ball league out of all the, all the leagues that I've in, I think I have one Cooper cup in the dynasty best ball, but problem with him is he's a tough trade because you can't tear down from Cooper cup to, you know, yeah. Some young stud wide receiver, like a lave. You can't get your way down to a lave from Cooper cup. If it's a smart manager. So you're looking in the Hollywood Brown, Deontay kind of range where they can have some value still, some value insulation, and then get a first on top. That's that would be that's my my idea in terms of how it would tear down. You can't go to the young studs. You can't throw enough on top of Cooper Cup to get Justin Jefferson, CD Lamb off of somebody. Well, it had to be like two first, or it had to be a lot. Yeah, it had to be like just a stupid amount. Yeah. Well, you mentioned tearing down for for a young guy. I'm just looking at the list. Like wide receiver 15 is Drake London. Are you interested in that? Oh yeah, all day, all day. Give me a first and Drake London. Hell yeah. It could be a 25 first. I was actually just going to say that. Like I'd be happy taking a 25 first and London or Smith and Jigbo or Metcalf. You know, some of these other guys on the list that we're going to get into. Um, but again, I don't know if the, if the youth owner is going to, the youth manager is going to add more youth and a pick onto an aging receiver when the difference isn't that much, I'd gladly take it. And I would send that off and see what happens, but it's kind of, again, it's, it's almost counterintuitive because you want, I want the younger player and the extra asset. Some players that do dynasty just don't see it that way. They they just see age as a big deal. And that's why I just don't know if you'd be able to move him. Honestly, like cup is one of those guys I'd be fine having him die on my roster. You know what I mean? Yeah, just be like, yeah. all right, I'm just going to write him out. Like, I think he's going to be great until he isn't. And then at that point, 
oh, well, I got as much value as I could have. And at I some agree. point, you got to stop trading and score points, right? <laughs> yeah. And I agree. So. And I think, uh, I would, like I just said, the ADP doesn't always equal trade value. I think there's a lot of people who might not trade Drake London for, for Cooper Cup straight up, despite the, the difference in ADP there. Uh, so, yeah, if you can do that, that's great. But, yeah, it, it could be tough, uh, despite what the ADP says. But that he's in our next group. A couple guys now we've already talked about. And, and Devontae Smith, Drake London, uh, they're 12 and 15. DK's at 13. And Jackson Smith and Jigba is at 16. So I guess those, since we talked about the other two, those two are kind of interesting to talk about on the same team. Uh, I feel yeah. like DK's stock is, is definitely has fallen. Uh, he's at 13, which is still not that low. But I feel almost you can't really get wide receiver 13 prices for DK Metcalf. And uh, so I want to get to, I wanted to, you know, I'm on Clay. I want you to start off like wh- where are you at on these two Seattle receivers? And yeah. how do you think this kind of plays out with Lockett thrown in the mix and Gino as their quarterback and all that, all that stuff going on? Not to mention two, two uh, uh, second round running backs from the last two years on the roster now. Yeah. I mean, so going against, going against like what? <laughs> what I've been taught, a disciple of Shaded Scott, right? In terms of process <laughs> you listen to those players. two a lot, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, a ton, a ton. I still do have a uh, have a soft spot for for DK Metcalf. I, I want to at least have some DK Metcalf because it, I mean, look at him, right? It doesn't take it takes one game where he goes 170 yards and, and two touchdowns, and and dude is right up there, wide receiver three or four in dynasty again. He's just got like the potential for a value spike is there. So the problem with him is, or at least what I've run into is I won't sell him unless I'm getting a first, but then there are people, they don't, people don't want to give a first for him. They'll try to package together some, some BS like Juju and a second or something like that. No, thank you. You know, stuff like that is what is what you get. So I'm a buyer. If anything, uh, JSN, I like JSN a lot though. I like JSN a lot. I think he is just a good football player. I, I can't speak to. I want. I want. I want him on some fantasy teams. I'm not going to try to speak to like Geno Smith and like. I, I'm not an X's and O's guy by any means. I just look at like Jackson Smith's like trade value, and I think he's going to have some some serious insulation. Looks good on tape. Though. I was just going to ask you that you do think he's going to be insulated, even though. Uh no matter how he performs this year, like yeah. just, it could be not great with, with, you know, two good wide receivers on the same team with them and a, a guy who had a career year last year that may, may come back a little bit. I think he's going to get a pass this year, no matter what happens, but I think he's good enough to where he'll, he'll put some, he'll put some stats on there and people will be very bullish on him next year. Okay. So well, anything real you quick, want to before, say on this yeah, before, group before we move on? Yeah. Yeah. But I just wanted to mention, I think it's interesting that, and we'll get into it maybe later, but Tyler Lockett is wide receiver 42. Like, yeah. I, I just, that kind of confuses me a little bit, but it also makes perfect sense. Right. Oh, but like old. he's clearly the older one. He's not quite as productive and all that, but like, I I'd rather have Lockett at 42 at that price. You know what I mean? Like if you're going to tell me, yeah. I can, I, again, I'm not saying this is a trade I would do, but something like Metcalf, a first and Taron McLaurin, you know, and, t- and t- for t- Metcalf for Terry McLaurin first and Lockett or something like that, like tearing down within that offense and no, still getting some younger that. assets. I would love something like that. Yeah, um, I think it- Metcalf and Smith and Jigba both being in there. I mean, where's Gino? You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't understand if they're expected to do so well and, and we're still ranking Gino as a QB too. I'm, I'm a little perplexed at that, but again, also makes sense. So the, the Seattle offense is just, a, we don't know. I think it's really where this ranking shows us. 
And for what it's worth, uh, what you're saying, Lockett actually did a points per game, had a, a, a point per game over he's a DK stud. Metcalf last year. He's yep. a stud. Yeah. He's such a good football player. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. He's he's going to be perennial, perennially undervalued. He's like the Kirk Cousins of, yes. of you know, wider. He's like Larry Fitzgerald, one of those guys Same who just like Deontay Johnson. Yeah, Deontay, like, I'll take this guy, like, and I ne- I always no. start him. And especially what, now he's old, he's a great guy to throw a second at and yes. just get some points. Yeah. Yeah. You could even do like two thirds or like a third and a flyer tight end or something in a tight end premium league. You know, some of those like, you know, guys that just are getting a lot of pump right now, you know, yeah. Chig for Lockett in a second or something. You know what I mean? Like you never know what you can pull off. It's, it's just, it's I'm the getting Brandon Cooks thing. It's a Brandon yeah. Cooks thing. Yeah, always worth a second. Too, always worth a second. Yeah. <laughs> or like and Mike always Evans gets now. you a bunch yeah. of points. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm, there's a whole big group here. I'm going to go through next. Um, but first I was going to signal just the next guy and then put the whole next a batch of these guys together but because i actually had somebody a, a friend of mine asked me today that a big dynasty player what are you doing with debo samuel clay that that's what he asked me what are you doing with debo samuel and i was just like he's I an don't atomic know. cell he's <laughs> an atomic cell like indefinitely like always I, but are I you getting enough to, to make it worth selling him i i don't have him anywhere i've got him in like in maybe yeah, two leagues or so i just so i've got a couple like just I'm good not touching players. There happens to be two 49ers on my list, George Kittle and Debo <laughs> Samuel. George Kittle, I've like got back into a little bit, but they're they're on my no touch list. Debo's an atomic cell for me. Always. Yeah, I called him a hole just because I'm not sure how much you're getting if if you're selling. Yeah. Uh I, I just feel like a lot of people feel like you do that they're worried about him, and then Iuk's there and Kittle's there and McCaffrey's there. And who what knows do you think who his value is? Let's I talk through his value like, here. Like what would I pay for him or what am yeah. I? I don't know if I want to. I mean, I think his value is a late first. I don't know that I want to pay a late first. So, right. Which uh, which side Which side would you take? Juju, Juju in a 24 second or Debo Samuel? I would take Debo there, but I don't have a lot of faith in Juju. To me, that's like take, two seconds. I would take exactly. I would take Debo too because I feel like points matter, and I think Debo is going to outscore enough. Seconds even are still flyers. As much as we love draft picks and, and the allure of the what if, you know, the box could be a boat. Just give me the boat and Debo Samuel in that regard. And I'm not calling him a boat overall. I'm saying in that deal, that's what you're hoping the second turns into at best case scenario is wide receiver twenty in dynasty. I, I mean, again, I get some of the hate for Debo, but I'd much rather have his points than the potential points of a second round pick like no just give me the actual points and see how it rolls i think again that offense is going to be okay this year i think even if it is purdy for some unknown reason or lance is actually going to play or who knows i, I still think debo is going to get his so i mean i'm not not going out and i'm not going to say buy debo samuel yet but his price is getting close to where it becomes an option you know what i mean like now we're getting low enough that i don't mind throwing seconds and see what happens because you can get those seconds back or seconds can bust anyway like I, you know maybe give me debo see what happens that, that question Clay asked, maybe I, I look down further the list, and there's some older, potentially protective guys in Tyler Lockett or Mike Evans with the 39-40 range. Are you easily change, doing Debo for Evans in a second or Lockett in a second? All day. All day. I was bye, thinking bye, bye, yeah. Debo. Bye-bye, yeah. bye, <laughs> Debo. And, and I think that like maybe is something you pick. could get done. Yeah. Like I'm not making that second round pick likely too. That's Correct. that's a that's a fungible asset, as we say on our show. Um, yeah, all day. Yeah. All day. Bye-bye, Debo. Yeah, and I think that's something you could probably get done. Uh, you know, especially yeah. there's a lot of ageist dynasty players out there, so they might just be happy to to get a few years back with Debo and, and, and throw the second on top. 
but the big giant group I was talking about, I'm going to go all the way from 21 to 30 and just uh, let you guys talk about anybody you want to talk about in here. Uh, 21, wide receiver 21, Christian Watson, which is a little bit of an interesting one to me. 22 is Jordan Addison. 23 is DJ Moore. 25 is Chris Godwin. 28 is Terry McLaurin. 29 is Brandon Ayuk. And wide receiver 30 on DLS latest ADP is Jahan Dotson. Andrew, what do you, what do you, where you, what, you know, just tell me a guy you want to talk about from this group, anybody you're buying or selling for this group. What do you, what, what are you doing with this group? Well, I think uh, there are two names that stick out and they're kind of in the earlier section that I wanted to hit on, at least at some point was uh, Jordan Addison and DJ Moore right back to back. I mean, Jordan Addison, I, I like the talent. Don't get me wrong. He's a rookie, so he's unproven and we don't know what we're going to get. And the Minnesota offense, he's not going to be the alpha, obviously with Justin Jefferson across the field again, barring injury, which I hate even mentioning, but even then, like he's now got some off the field issues. I don't think they're significant, but it just shows poor judgment. And we kind of saw that with Jameson Williams, where it's like, you know, just it doesn't take much to lose that opportunity. I mean, this is a really fragile industry in a sense. And, and if you start making some iffy decisions, sometimes coaches seriously take a very hard look at that and go, ah, you know what, we'll, we'll hold you back another week or we'll, we'll give sure. you a little less touches. I mean, it's it's the fallacy of rational coaching in a different direction, right? Where it's like, they're being a little too rational or too conservative for my liking. So Addison has still got some question marks. And then DJ Moore in a new team that is most likely going to do better than, than last year. I would think definitely going to be doing better than last year with uh, Justin Fields and the Bears. I think DJ Moore is, is a stud. I think, honestly, he's one of those guys at wide receiver 23. I'd rather have him over Debo. Uh, I'd rather have him over Addison. So the fact that he's behind these guys is kind of, in my mind, like a quiet. He's not getting a lot of attention, and maybe that's a good thing, and maybe you can get a depressed asset. I'm not saying he's going to finish in the top 12 receivers. I don't think he's going to be that kind of stud, but at this cost and on that team, I think he could produce pretty well. Um, he didn't do great with Baker Mayfield, but duh, you know what I mean? Like I'm not really shocked at that. Um, and again, Justin Fields will run the ball. There may be a smaller pie and all of that, right? There are fewer pass, pass attempts, but I like DJ Moore a lot this year and Jordan Addison. I liked coming into the season and the more I've seen and, I guess the more I've heard, I'm, I've been on the fence. So those two are kind of, in my mind, a little bit of an interesting package, kind of like your veteran journeyman receiver and the rookie, the unknown asset entirely. And it's interesting that Jordan's one spot ahead of DJ for me anyway. So, yeah, the, I mean, the, like I said, the one guy that, that was actually the top guy was interesting to me was Christian Watson. Because mm-hmm. uh, we've been talking a lot about tearing down. He's a, he, I think he's a good tear up guy. Like, I think a lot of people hold Christian Watson in pretty high regard. Uh, and that you can maybe add a first to him to get one of these more uh, significant guys. Uh, I, I don't know if you get to the Alave range with that, but uh, you could definitely add something to Christian Watson and I think get a pretty uh, a, a more dependable point-scoring wide receiver in return uh, and still maybe a, a younger guy. So, because uh, I, I have, I very much have doubts about Jordan Love. I mean, I have some, I, I like Christian Watson coming out, but I have some doubts about Christian Watson. A lot of what he did last year was based off of, of TDs. So mm-hmm. uh, he looked good though. And he did a lot of what we saw in, in, in college, I think. But uh, I guess, Clay, your thoughts on Christian Watson and then anybody else you want to talk on this group before we move towards more of the uh, lower end guys. Yeah, Christian Watson. I'm also just I'm very curious as to what Jordan Love's going to do this year. I wish I had a crystal ball to see what what his season ends Don't up all, looking man. like. I know, oh, I know, I know. Right. <laughs> so curious about that but guy. I'm with you. I, I do like the the tear up call though, 
obviously if it's not like a super deep format, but tearing up from Christian Watson, cause he does have some, he does have some truthers. So if I can tack on a, a first to Christian Watson and get up to, again, I like Amon Ra St. Brown. That's, I don't like to give up two for ones like that, but you know, kick back like a, some bench running back or a third mm-hmm. in a future year, something like that, just to even it out. But I, I'm down to get out of uh get out of Christian Watson. If there's someone who, who will let me tear up to CD or Amon Ross St. Brown, like, yeah, I'd I be in. And uh, anyone else before we move on that you want to talk about in this big middle group here from 20 to 30? What, what do you only, guys think about Jahan Dotson? I was just saying the only other one that on stands him? out is Jahan Dotson. And we got a Washington fan on the show. We got to talk <laughs> about Jahan Dotson and Terry yeah. McLaurin, right? Like, I think that those two are very interesting to me in the sense of, you know, could be worth, you know, could get for a pair of thirds or some crazy, you know, other dumb deal throw in, get throwing Jot Dotson. I've seen that happen on a couple of trades where it just looked like Dotson was the extra piece and it made total sense. But again, I, I haven't seen much out of Washington. And, and obviously there's been a lot of, you know, ownership drama there and everything. Um, but I feel like Dotson's getting a little bit disrespected. I feel like he's going to be a really good wide receiver too. And Clay is someone who, again, follows the team better than I do. What do you think about these two? That's what I was going to ask you. Yeah, Dotson just had so many touchdowns and so few receptions. Yeah. Like his efficient people are like, yeah, he's super efficient. And it's like, I mean, yeah, like congratulations. You got a lot of targets <laughs> or a lot of touchdowns on few targets. Nice job. You got it in the end zone. No, I like him. I think he's like super talented, great hands, and he's and he's fast as hell. He's 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 a good good player. Watch him at Penn State. But uh Terry McLaurin, also just a great football player. Sam Howell, I'm actually a Sam Howell fan, but I'm not so you guys think there's still a ton of hate on Dotson, huh? Because I'm, I'm actually, I see he's very polarizing. I've actually seen him come back around. Everybody's like, I've seen a lot of hype on Dotson. He's recently. like a post hype sleeper again. Like he's one of those, like he got a lot of hype and then he kind of fell away and now he's getting hype again. Um, but I think again, just this, looking at this list, he's wide receiver 30, right? I mean like that to me he's, still says like, he's just, he's a guy, he's a guy. Yeah. All, all yeah. of these, these are just names. You know, these are just names. They they really are. They really nailed are. it. That's hashtag analysis for you, folks. These <laughs> yeah, are just yeah, names. Exactly. <laughs> these are just names. Scott would uh, totally agree with that. By the way, these I will are, pivot, none of these are players. Pivot around. Just names. Yeah. Yes. To get speaking of just names, we are going to go from wide receiver thirty-five <laughs> to the end of the list that we have yes. here. So, uh, and then we'll just uh, move on from here. But just see if there's anybody else you want to talk about in here. So I'm just going to run them down real quick. 35, Hollywood Brown, 38, Jamison Williams, 39, Mike Evans, 42, Tyler Lockett. Like I said, I kind of like, you know, throwing a second at these old guys. 48, Brandon Cooks, speaking of. 49, Jonathan Mingo, 50, Romeo Dubs, 53, Jaden Reed, 57, Michael Thomas, 59, Rondell Moore, 60, Wondell Robinson, and 61, Darnell Mooney. Anything to say at all about these guys, Clay? And then, Andrew, you can follow them up. Sure. (laughs) Uh, I do not. I don't have anything to say about these guys. I, I took uh, Michael Thomas in the Scott Fishbowl, but that's going to be the uh, yeah, it's first and last time I'll ever take him. Probably. Uh, you know what? Michael Thomas could Why surprise. Not? I mean, honestly, he's, like he he's sure, so low. He the, the cost is so low. Like the upside is still there. And I mean, even if you even if you get nothing, right? Even if I mean, I'm guessing in Scott Fishbowl, you took him in probably the like the 13th or 15th, like as a bench player. I'm guessing, but. Maybe I think not, I right? think I, t- I think I took him a little bit earlier than that. Well, I, old, I think I was like, probably getting yeah. a little bit. Yeah, he's probably in the tenth or something. But still, like I think he could be 11, a producer 10, on 11. this offense. But receivers after thirty are kind of all names. Like we were just saying this. Like 
honestly, like, and I know Scott Connor is a big fan of this. Like, you know, after 30 or 35, he doesn't care who it is. Like it just, now nah, I don't even want him on my roster, you know, because the upside is just so hard to get back. I mean, you have to have everything go exactly right. But I, I mean, again, I think uh, Michael Thomas is one of those names that could surprise us this year, just because he's been so disappointing for the last two seasons, really with the injuries and everything else, just yeah. it's been so just crap, you know? And so if he actually performs at, at all, it doesn't, it won't take much. He could start the first, the first week at like, you know, six catches and a touchdown and everybody sure. will start screaming, he's back, let's go. And you could trade him for something else. That's all I'm looking for. Well, who on this, who on this list has the most chance to grow in value? Sure. And Thomas is up there for me. So, you know, I, I don't love the guy, but the other one I wanted to mention was Mike Evans, which we kind of hit on before, but like mm-hmm. he's had a thousand yards every season. Uh, granted he's had some different quarterbacks of different varieties, you know, James Winston and Tom Brady and others. Uh, now he's got most likely Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask and Chris Godwin's still there who was ranked ahead of him and earlier in the list. But I think Evans is getting a little bit disrespected too. I just feel like what, what forever, there? always and forever. And, and I'm a, I'm a Texas fan, but I still love, uh, still love Mike Evans. Yeah. So, so disrespected. He's, he's such yeah. a monster, such a stud. Yeah. Like I've been getting him in a few he's a workhorse fan. Yeah. He, he he plays hurt. He's he's just out there to ball. But but yes, he is he is cheap and he will always be cheap. So you know what you're getting with with Mike Evans. I, I haven't seen Mike Evans moved. I mean, now that we're talking about him, I haven't seen him moved in I can't even tell you how long. Have you seen any Mike Evans trades I, recently? I feel like really I just got a Andrew? Mike Evans trade done. I'll try to pull it up here. Hang on a second, because I know it wasn't very long ago. I thought I just added a Mike Evans share and I was kind of like, yeah, I'll take that. Uh, let's mm-hmm. see here. All right. So this is a trade I made in DJ two, which is on our list. So I won't get into it, but I did talk about, there is a Mike Evans trade on the sheet. So maybe nice. we'll put it that way. Uh, maybe we'll talk about it, but, um, the only other name on this list and, and Rocky, I'll kick it back to you on this one, I guess. Uh, Jameson Williams, what are we doing with Jameson Williams? I mean, like, do we, is there still enough upside, enough potential, or is it just kind of bye, like, I, bye I Felicia. Enough. Bye, Felicia. Bye as in goodbye, later. not bye as in... I had, so that was wondering yeah. when you said bye. 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 That's goodbye. kind of where I am. Is Adios. I don't like, especially considering he now has a six-game suspension on top of it, but I don't like go like getting into rookie wide receivers who do nothing year one, even if it's based off injury. Uh, it just generally doesn't work out. And even he did get to come back, and they did almost nothing with him, which you know you could blame on the injury as well, but... I, I need to see it from him before I, I even want to acquire him. And I think he's, I think his value to people who have him is more than wide receiver 38. So I, I don't really want to pay the price to get Jamison Williams. Uh, and like I said, I do, I have very much, I, I love them, you know, looking at his college tape, but I just, I, I, I don't, I don't like buying guys to do nothing year one. It just scares the hell out of me. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah, and, and I mean, look at the format. Are, are you going to buy Jamison Williams in a start nine? We we have lots of people in this world play these shallow formats. Yeah. One QB start eight, one QB start nine. I mean, when is he going to be relevant on a on a contending team? I mean, you have to just get lucky. Oh, like if, talk if about a bad one bet. at all. Yeah, talk about I, a bad bet making a bet yeah. on Jameson Williams in a shallow format. Like have have fun with that. If you're right, good for you. You know. Well, I think too though <laughs> the other twist to this is there are some contending teams. I know I've got some contending teams myself where I'm trying to accrue and add assets that are really risky. And kind of like shoot the moon kind of thing and just hope I can catch lightning in a bottle because my team is so bad. I'm like, sure. I, I just, I, I'd much rather have Jameson Williams and Marquise Brown on a, on a rebuild team. You know what I mean? Like the ceiling is just that much higher. Now, granted, the, the risk is a lot higher and the floor is a lot lower. Right. But on rebuilds, I tend to go for it. It's just shoot, man. Give me every possible upside pick because it, 
where else do I go but up? Like, if it doesn't work out, well, great. You know, I'm down here. My only anything. thing is, I feel like people who roster Jamison Williams want a first for him. And well, I don't want to almost everybody that I've seen that rosters Jamison Williams is already bought into Jamison Williams and is not yeah. really willing to sell for less than they paid, or they bought in because they want to buy the risk and they're not willing to sell until that risk pays off. And so it's kind of like that's that's what's always weird about the off season, or as Russ says it, the non point scoring season, where it's like there's no points being added to my team. It's like it's all just speculation and upside for literally eight months of the year. And I think that there's some point where a, an asset just can't change in value. And that's kind of what we're seeing with Jameson in my book. Like, I mean, even with the suspension, it's like, okay, great. So he's suspended six games as a contender. I don't want that guy on my roster. I need the points as a rebuild. I'm fine to take him, but I'm not going to pay wide receiver 38 prices. You know what I mean? Like it's just this disconnect in, in buy sell market. It's just how it goes. So I don't know. We'll see. Yep. Okay, so that, that finishes up our little wide receiver roundup this week. And uh, before we move on to find me a trade, we do like to do the listener league updates. Uh, if we have any trades go down, maybe analyze some trades. Uh, having a trades in five a guy here on here, that's a good time to do that, I think. And we are, like I said, gonna, we're going to start with my trade because I have one trade on here uh, from Shocker. Dynasty Junkies too. <laughs> um <laughs> Where the team I uh, co-manage with uh, Scott Sudlow, our our co-host, is on a little hiatus here. Uh, I moved uh, Kirk Cousins and Cooper Cup, and this team is hot trash, by the way, uh, <laughs> uh, for, for Justin Fields, and that's why I did it. It's a fourteen team. If you don't, uh, since you probably don't know, Clay. Four, uh, the Junkies 2 League is a 14-team Superflex. Uh, so how, I got many, just, how many starters? Any start, premium? Is it 11 or 12, Andrew? I can't remember now. I think it's 11. 11. Sure. Yeah, I think it's start 11. Uh, I think we did 2.0 premium uh, for tight ends, but there's not one involved here. So, mm-hmm. uh, But Cooper Cup, Kirk Cousins for Justin Fields. It's 11. Uh, yep. I was pretty happy with it. I people joking because I don't usually pay up for quarterbacks, but when I'm rebuilding, I, I don't mind doing that because uh, I think Justin Fields uh, will hold his value for a while here and I can but, always sell him later. So w- what do you think of that one? Is it four point or six point for passing touchdown? I believe it's six. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm good. I'm good with it. Good with getting fields. If, if you, if you like them and, and want to go get your guy, that's a pretty, that's pretty cheap. Justin Fields. So that was my thought that it, it yeah. wasn't too big, bad of a price for Justin Fields, and it is. It's so hard to get a God. God bless his heart, Kirk Cousins. You know, former. <laughs> oh, Reds, I love Reds me some Kirk Cousins, oh, but not yeah, you amazing. Do. <laughs> it's amazing, but he's like impossible to trade if you have him. So mm-hmm. if if you, I, I I can dig it. I can dig it, especially if it's a four point for passing touchdown. I'm good with that, but yeah, fine and with it. You're in the, and you're in obviously junkies too, mm-hmm. Andrew. Not. And this isn't the one I could manage with you. So what did you think right. when you saw this one come through? My first thought was that I was reading it wrong. I thought you were getting Cousins and Cup. I'm like, <laughs> that's you know I love Rocky cousins. trade. And so I, was, I just saw the email and I like, you know, archived it or whatever in Gmail. And then I was, I, I was like, well, wait a minute. I think they were on the left. That Hold on. <laughs> so I had to go back in the league and look. I'm like, I'll be doggone. I do think this is a good trade for fields, especially if you're trying to rebuild or consolidate assets. I think Cousins is a a very good QB two. I think he's a reliable kind of high floor, low ceiling kind of guy, even with Justin Jefferson. And I love cup. We talked about that, but fields is just going to be a monster. And I think he's going to rush for a bunch of touchdowns and a bunch of yards. 
And I just think he's going to be a difference maker. So again, the way that your team is set up in that league, it's a 14 teamer too, right? Isn't DJ yeah, 14 team. So in 14 teamer, having that stud QB, I think really helps a lot. Now, granted it's 14 teams and 11 starters. So there are a lot of starters needed. So I think that's possibly the other reason why renegade of punts was like, I'm just going to change and kind of tear down from fields, but adding a starting receiver is obviously a big move too. So I get both sides of this trade, but I would probably rather have the fields myself. So yeah, I like this trade. Again, at first I was like, wow, that's a lot to give up for Cousins and Cup. And then I was like, oh wait, no, that's Rocky getting fields. Oh, okay. I like it. And in a little context too, we had tried to move Cup for a while and, and we wasn't really having much luck. So I was happy to be able to package them. And, and yeah, like I said, in, in a rebuild, in, in a 14-team Superflex, get Justin Fields back. So, uh, do you know? Do you know what other quarterbacks uh, that owner had? So Fields, and then and then what else? I'll look. I'll pull it up. I was just gonna say I could probably pull it up pretty quick. I mean, pro- probably another two good quarterbacks, unless. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if somebody's super confident about. It. Yeah, Kirk Cousins is gonna be my QB two. Well, there were a couple of trades that were made, and I don't think there were any other quarterbacks. No, so there were no other quarterbacks traded. He now has Kirk Cousins, Geno Smith, and Sam Howell. There you Look, go. Rose, <laughs> Rose, really? and Marcus Mariota. Does that help? <laughs> and his receivers oh. are Cooper Cup, Calvin Ridley. Well, we'll get into some of these other trades, but DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. Like he's got some pretty good receivers now. Christian Watson. Like this. This in my mind, this is Matthew Wiggins' team. Matthew, if you're listening, good job. Well done. Uh, I think this team has actually got some potential, but maybe a couple of trades away still. But he made three trades this week. So I don't know if you want to get into the other two. Right? I believe Matt, Matthew uh, took over this team this offseason, correct? I think he did too, right? Yeah. 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 So this kind of explains some of the reasoning here. And this one's interesting, though, because it's the same team, um, mm-hmm. but he's giving up the older side and getting the younger side in this one. Uh, so he gave up after after doing that trade. We got Cousins and Cup. He gave up Mike Evans, McLaren, Albert Okwebenam. Did I say that right? We'll give it to you. Uh, <laughs> it sounded smooth. Whatever. Yeah. For uh, Darnell Mooney, Christian Watson, and a 24th third. So this, this was Andrew's trade, so I'm going to let you start again, uh, Clay. What do you think of that one? <laughs> No, no, it's just it's gross. It feels gross. <laughs> feels really gr- all Darnell, around. <laughs> Darnell Mooney, twenty four third. Like get rid of those, mm-hmm. and then get rid of Alberto. So it's Christian Watson or Mike Evans and Terry McLaurin. So okay, <laughs> I'd have to see. I'd have to see both teams, but it's just I don't know. That doesn't do anything for me. I mean, if the and this is damn MFL. So did did the team who got. <laughs> The team who got Mike Evans and Terry, obviously yeah. a contender, correct? Hopefully. Yeah, He's that's my plan. Be, right? I'm trying to be. Yeah. My okay. quarterback's in that league. I've got. Oh, that's you? This is you, it's my, you? I'm the one this? that got Evans. Yeah. So I've got CJ okay. Stroud, yeah. Russell Wilson, Baker Mayfield. Not the greatest quarterbacks. I'm not going to lie. Not happy about that. Uh, Austin Eckler, Bijan Robinson. Hopefully Dalvin Cook plays. Like my running backs are okay. pretty good, I think receivers this is where i thought my weakest spot was which is why i made this trade but i have dk metcalf michael Pittman, debo samuel and now i have terry mclaurin and mike evans which again i and i i vote back i'm like i it really drops off a cliff after that i'm like i need some more starters with my running backs not being great so i looked at it almost exactly like you said where it's like christian watson yeah. for those two and i'm like i think production wise this year i probably get more points out of those two receivers than just christian watson and i'm like yeah. it's a 14 teamer and 
I'll take start a start 11. Start 11. I needed some depth. That was my logic. I'm like, yeah. I, I, this is a team where I'm rostering Brian Edwards, by the way. That's how brutal this league is. Uh, so <laughs> that should tell you something. I'm rostering Danny Gray, Kendrick Bourne, Parker Washington, like what, just Denzel Mims. Like give me anybody. Yeah, that sexy fly, names. You know? sexy Terrible. Names. And then Evan, Evan Ingram is my, my main tight end. So it's like, it's not, it's not terrific, but I think it could get lucky and get hot at the right time. And I just felt like you know, more starters might help. We'll see what happens in, in that in that format. Yeah, yeah. No, good, good trade, good trade. Makes sense. Okay. Uh, Wait, like, do you want to do the third trade just to kind of wrap him up? I was just team? gonna say, uh, I, I want to just do these three DJ two trades, and then yeah. we may move on to find me a trade. So love it. We'll talk uh, about the other ones next week. Yeah, you can save them for next week because uh, you know five trades is way more than we normally have <laughs> across all three leagues in a given yeah. week. But maybe that's yeah. the season coming. And he well, Matt Wiggins was on a, on a tear. We got to give him a shot. Yeah. I like that. So we're going to go through all his, and then we'll save the rest for next week. Uh, <clears throat> so the other trade was uh, same guy traded Gerald Everett and Zay Flowers for Trey McBride and Calvin Ridley. Uh, so that's kind of a, a little bit of a weird one to me there. This is not uh, our trade. Yes. Not, neither side neither of us was involved this in this one. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to be mean, but why are you going to trade away Zay Flowers for that? I think he's really high on Calvin oh, Ridley. That's what I okay. figured, yeah. If, if he's really high on Calvin Ridley, then you know I'm not going to fault anybody or talk – Hey, maybe he asked, I'm not, a, he I'm not a freaking first. expert, right? I mean, <laughs> I, I just, uh, yeah, I wouldn't trade Zay Flowers for that. That's just one of those trades you look at it and it's like, why, why do you do it? Kind of thing. Trey McBride, well, Gerald Everett cancel each other out. That Zay Flowers or Calvin Ridley. Give me, give me Zay Flowers all day, all day, every day. Over Calvin I Ridley. agree. I, Even I if don't want to wanna trash talk either team here. I saw this yeah. and I was like, well, that to me is a Zay Flowers trade. However, there are people out there that are very high on Calvin Ridley, and they think that he's going to be a top 20 receiver and Zay Flowers isn't in any all this yada yada. I mean, I, I get why this trade happened, and I do think McBride is worth more than effort. I like McBride a lot. So, like, there is some maybe some value twist in there, right? Um, but, yeah, my first thought when I saw this was like, ooh, okay. So that's not what I would do, but I see why others would. That's kind of where I'll leave it. Sure. Yeah, and I'm just curious. I know, especially on, on you guys on trades in five, much more process oriented than than player takes. But I am curious what your thoughts are on Zay Flowers. Like, is this just like in you think he's also insulated type of thing, or you specifically like Zay Flowers? You just don't like Calvin, a 28 year old receiver who hasn't played in two years. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's a lot it? of it. Yeah, that's it's I, mostly that I just don't know if I trust the number zero. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I know I just, that's a, that's another rust thing, but yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm just okay being wrong on Calvin Ridley. I, the teams that I have him on, fine. And and I think where I had Calvin Ridley or where I had where I had T Law, I was fine going out and getting Calvin Ridley or or like Calvin Ridley being part of a package. I guess like I definitely was not like seeking him out. Let's say, but I'm I'm fine being wrong on Calvin Ridley and Zay Flowers just very recently taken in the first round, right, and got good draft capital and. I'm again not an X's and O's guy. I'm not gonna like be able to talk to you about targets, routes per route run, or uh, yards per route run, stuff like that. But if you watch him just interviewed and just just watch him training camp and stuff, he he seems like just such a good character, dude. He just wants to go out there and play football. Seems like a fun guy, tough dude. I don't know. I, I like me some Zay Flowers. I just would not be 
sending save flowers for Calvin Ridley, but I wouldn't. That's either. just me. I mean, that's just me. Again, it's yeah, it's just me. Just, I'm not hating on either side here. I'm well, you said you said the guy, you said the guy or gal was a was a Calvin Ridley fan, right? Like a truth. Well, so, I'm assuming. I mean, honestly, yeah. at this point, if you're if I'm I'm assuming Matthew Wiggins, who is giving up Zay Flowers, must value Calvin Ridley more. And again, I'm not yeah. sure that I do, but I don't mind when someone does. I guess is what I'm saying. Like everybody's got different valuations. I don't mind sure. that at all. Okay, so that'll finish up our Listener League updates for this week. Like we said, we'll hold a couple back for next week. And uh, we'll move on to our favorite segment uh, of the show. If I can find the damn drop. Find me a trade. Nice. There we go. Uh, Brian High there for you. Uh, so this week's uh, submitted by Jerry O'Shea, friend of the show, at Jerry Shea FF. Uh, I'm going to go through the settings. Do you have the roster up? Uh, I do have the roster. Yeah, I'll pull it okay. up right now. I'll want. go through the settings, mm-hmm. and then you can run down this roster real quick. Uh, it's a 14-team Superflex League, a PPR 1.5 tight end premium. Start 10. A QB, two running backs, two wide receivers, tight end, three flex, and the Superflex. And uh, Jerry says he finished pretty bad last year, got the 104. Started tearing the team down over the last few weeks and looking, and he definitely tore it down, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> looking to make uh, more moves to earn an early pick next year. There isn't much that can be done, uh, but maybe I can maybe get a starting quarterback, trade away uh, Brandon Cooks, who you'll see is on this roster. Um, and he says, I'll leave it up to us, though, probably looking ahead to 2025. So, uh, Andrew, you can run on this roster, and then we'll get into our three trades here. You're muted, Andrew. <laughs> classic anyway I've so this is a, times <laughs> i know it's my turn this is a super flex league we've got uh man where to begin on this one trey lance <laughs> uh Jameis winston andy dalton jacoby Brissett, aiden o'connell it's bleak man that's bleak Jerry, <laughs> be honest. that is not great Ooh la la. Uh, get ready for more bleak we got He's running clearly back. trying to earn the 101 this yeah this is this is one of those like rebuild big rebuild teams you know what i mean like just this like, is oh, a, this is a sna- this is a snap orphan if you ask me i mean i look at this well, team no go ahead he's got some picks too which is <laughs> he's he's setting himself up okay in 24 but he's gonna need a little help but anyway running back he's got Rashid, raheem blackshear mike boone chris evans kevin harris evan hall roshan johnson could be something kendry miller could be something Keyshawn vaughn maybe if you're lucky uh and again, I'm not even going to read the other ones. Receiver, he's got Rashad Bateman, Brandon Cooks, the aforementioned Brandon Cooks, uh, Marvin Mims, Equinemius St. Brown. Maybe that St. Brown does something. Dereke Young. I mean, honestly, Kyle Phillips. Like, these are just woof. Uh, and then tight end. Camp. Tight end, you got Durham Smythe and Josh Wiley. He likes the Y names and tight ends, apparently. Just, again, <laughs> not much not much there. Not a lot of love, uh, if I'm so, being honest. So, what are the yeah. picks? What What picks? He does uh, have uh, he is four, four twenty four first. Yeah, I know that, yeah, including his own, which I did check. So yes. he's he's got some good rebuild potential, in my opinion. But you're still gonna have to figure this out. You know what I mean? Like you're still gonna have to do some get get lucky. Like I was saying before, and that kind of rebuild. I actually like these teams because there's no risk in in a way. Like you're, it's so bad, it can only get better from here. And it's like it it is sometimes the most fun to just kind of blow it up. And just say, all right, let me go back to the bones and see what happens. So I, I kind of dig it. But I was looking while you were talking. First? Does he have good first? Like where? Well, again, he's got he his, own, his own, which is going to probably be yeah, the that's good. One. What about the what about the other ones? Does he have any other like attractive ones? Any others in the top four potentially? 
I didn't look that I, deep. Yeah, I didn't. It's really hard look to tell. Yeah. Teams. It's yeah. also we're a little bit early to even really get into that. I just know his team is the worst, and he's got that bit. So <laughs> yeah. he, he oh, also yeah. has. You can see, you can see yeah. it's the he, worst. For he sure. also has four seconds as well. Right. Okay. Uh, and I think an extra. Okay, no, just an extra third. I thought he might have an extra twenty-five first, but he doesn't. Okay, but yeah, he's got four first and four seconds next year. Um. Huh? So I. Uh, well, Andrew, I'll let you. Uh, you start off here with your trade well so did you read his thoughts I, I don't know if i was trying to pull it up i wasn't sure yeah rocky Rapids. yeah i said that okay, yeah just making sure mm-hmm. just making sure all right because i just want to make sure because that clarifies some of the things i'm going to get into my computer kind of froze every time i try to pull it up uh all right so my trade was with king of the north and it was going to be trying to send trey lance which i thought was really the best asset <laughs> on the team in a way sending trey lance for a 24 first and charlie jones and whatever small little like upside piece you can get and the logic being, I'm not sure Lance is worth a 24 first in a 14 teamer. I think he is. Uh, and again, King of the North has Brock Purdy. So it kind of locks that QB room up for him, which I think would be nice. Uh, King of the North could use that that quarterback, whether it's Lance or Purdy. So I think that could be worth some value. They look to be more of a contender. So it's most likely a later first, or at least that manager might think it's a later first. And then I think Charlie Jones is the heir apparent to Tyler Boyd in Cincinnati. Obviously, I'm a Cincinnati fan. I'm not hiding that. Um, and I think Tyler Boyd is is not going to get re-signed. And I think there's a, a very high likelihood that Charlie Jones sees the field this year more than we're expecting, especially on punts. I still think it's between him and Chris Evans on punts. And Jerry already has Chris Evans, so might as well go for the other guy with big upside. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was kind of my thinking. And then pick any other, you know, tiny piece on his roster to add to yours and then drop some of these scrubs like Jamichael Hasty, Demetri Felton. Like, you've got so much just – just roster burn ads. at the bottom so just go pick somebody else with that you think might have upside in a year that's kind of where my head was at and that way too even if you don't get that piece and it's just the first i'm fine with that but i would want to add as many little flyers as i could so that was where my thought was going from there what do you think of that one rocky yeah i don't i don't hate that i i, I have such a hard time because i tend to think lance is going to be the start of this year even though a lot of people think it's going to be pretty or at least he's going to start more games than pretty I have such a hard time valuing Lance, so I'm not sure if I want to move him for a late 24 first or not in a 14 teamer. Uh, I think, but I don't. I think it's a it's a you know an okay move to make. I just think I might want a little bit more on top than a than a Charlie Jones and a small piece. Uh, if you can get that, I I just I don't know. What do you think, Clay? I like I said, I, I'm a little biased towards Lance because I think I'm higher than most people. Uh, I think most people are ready to just shove them aside uh, pretty much. So what, what, what do you think of that that deal though? It's so if I could get a 24 first for Trey Lance and something on top, fine. But when I look at this team, there's that's like the only player I want to keep. It's a 14 team super flex and it's a four point per passing touchdown. Like if you want to just that lottery ticket, right? Just a total bailout. Instead of it being a 2026 team, maybe it could be a 2025 team if Trey Lance hits. But he's I'm not I'm not looking to sell him. If I can get like a projected pretty decent 24 first from him, then the correct process is probably to say bye bye and try to get just like any warm body running back or, or QB thrown in there. Uh, give it it's a 14 team super flex. But I'm not dying at all to trade Trey Lance in the in that format. That's he's, entirely he, fair entirely fair I, I i get what you're saying too i mean I, I think there's a couple of different ways to play it but he he's the last person i'm moving on that team okay and then i'll get into to mine here uh real quick and then we'll finish up with clay and some of his thoughts on the team 
Um, so when I looked at this, I had the same thought as Andrew. There's very little that you can trade for anything of value besides Trey Lance. Uh, so, and, and I wasn't sure I wanted to move Lance either, and I didn't want to just copy what Andrew did. So, yeah, yeah, uh, sure. so I, I tried to think outside the box a little bit. Um, he has the the 2024 first of, of one in a minions that team, uh, who's loaded with older players. Uh, he's got Eckler, he's got Connor, Keenan, Amari, Diggs, Hopkins. Uh, so he looks like he could contend this year, but that's a roster that could kind of fall apart in 24. So uh, I was thinking he could maybe try and trade that guy his first back, which could be later, assuming he doesn't start selling pieces off or something like that, um, for a 25 purse plus something, maybe a second, maybe something else. I don't know. Um, and see if, you know, he uses And I was saying that the uh, guy who he's trading it to could, even if he's not super into picks because, you know, he's got all these old players. You could see that as well. I can move this 24 first since I don't have any young pieces to give to maybe another team that has a, an older player they don't want anymore. You can see that as a, a move he can make where he'll get more in return than he will for even a 25 first or, or even a 25 first plus. So uh, I thought it might make some sense for that guy. I thought it might make sense from our team. This team is not competing till 2025 at the earliest. So I, I don't mind moving at 24 first into 25. And it's very possible. Like I said, the idea is that it would be a higher 25 first than it would be a 24 first. Cause this guy's team, unless he does, does a really good job over the next two years. Um, it's very, it's very aging. It's, it's, he probably thinks he's contender this year, but it's, it's, it, it's, I would say it's if even there, depending on how all these guys hold up. So, uh what do you think of, what do you think of that move clay just sort of moving picks around and kind of pushing it back and maybe getting a little plus on top yeah I, th I definitely think it's creative i guess the only problem is i don't know why that owner would be interested in doing that now you know making this making this first swap between 24 and 25 unless the person who would be receiving the 24 first already has something lined up He's had conversations with other managers and that other managers like yeah but you don't have a 24 first to tack on unless there's like a cascade trade going on here and there's another trade lined up there's there's no incentive for for that person to trade 25 first for the 24 yeah, you know? and that and like I said, that's what I was hoping. It's that maybe it's you could kind of though. sell it and, and, and Andrew already said another piece. Yeah, right, right. Andrew already said the the other option. Like, yeah. not, <laughs> we're not flush with tons of options here. So well, no, it, I, it's the creativity. I like it. It's funny you said like that was the last person you'd want to trade in, and Rocky's like, "This is the only trade I could find," and I'm like, "This <laughs> yeah, is the only yeah, trade I could find." Yeah. Like, it's the only asset of value on this roster. I'm with you. It's the last trade, and that's where we're at. You know what I mean? Like that's. It's the last stop before There's we get more. home. Um, I will say this to this trade. I, I like the creativity here too. This is one I haven't actually done before, but hearing it out, you could look at this logic and say, hey, I'm giving you your 24 back. That was part of it too, that it was his own. Yeah. So it's kind of like it, it incentivizes or it kind of you know insulates that, that manager from if they do have a bad year, at least they've got their own 24 first back. And then kind of kicking it ahead of year, obviously you're going to have to add a piece to that, which in this in this kind of league with this kind of team, I want as many assets as I can. So breaking up one 24 first into a 25 first and another asset, I actually don't hate it all. I think that actually makes a lot of sense. And now that I would... I, I'm sorry, I was just going to say, I was just thinking as you were talking and Clay, what Clay said, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe you even try and do 24 first and branded cooks and, and get the 25 first plus spec. Uh, so he, he's getting a contending piece plus the 24 first. And maybe you add a little more on the 25 first side to kind of incentivize them to do it now or sooner. 
And again, this was for one in the minions, right? Yeah. I, I recognize like names in this in this league too. So we got uh <laughs> King King of the North, Chief Raka. I've been in I've been in leagues with them. These are these are uh Dynasty and Chill, Scott Connor disciples. So sounds like a yep. <laughs> yeah, well, they, some... they have a lot of running backs rostered, which is very much a Scott Connor move. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. And, and I and I look at Raka, for example, he's got Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. It's yeah, anyway. So I don't know how sharp this league is. I'm not going to like try to speak to that, it's, but yeah, I do recognize really some 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 names in here. I just that. wanted to mention, like one in the minion has Troy Hairston. Uh, yes. I don't even know who that is. Like it's just <laughs> that's Houston. not a real person. That's, <laughs> that's, like, that's made up, right? Uh, Tyler Goodson. I remember that name. So, like, these are running backs <laughs> on that roster. So like one in the minion has some players that he could in theory anyway, or he or she or whatever they could get rid of. And I think that's the same kind of the only thing I would add is that I would maybe instead of a second, which may be a little much, is like do a 24 first for a 25 first and two players you think have upside. Like I said before, like every time I'm rebuilding, I want every possible upside pick. And as much as a an actual draft pick is fun, I kind of want to see what I'm getting to and like kind of, you know, show me like Deion Jackson. Maybe you take and maybe there's a chance that he gets some run and you can trade him for a second later on or something or. You know, maybe you just ride that lightning or something. And you never know. So James Robinson is on is on Minions roster. Maybe you have him throw in James Robinson and see if he can be something. Because I just I don't know if you're going to get a second on top of like a first for a first kind of trade. But I love the logic behind it for sure. So yeah, I thought it was really creative, Rocky. Good job. Well, thank you, uh, Clay. <laughs> I tried. No, we <laughs> said the best for last. Finish up the thoughts yeah, on this right. team here. Yeah. So. <laughs> And hopefully I'm not being an ass by like making fun of this team and like saying trash cans multiple times. I think Jerry's okay with it. <laughs> it yeah. could be in okay. I think he realizes it could be a lot worse. Yeah. So He's a Shane, pretty bright if, player, so he knows this is reality time. <laughs> okay, because if Shane were on here, he'd be way worse. So, oh so yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. He is this, the worst. Is, this is gentle. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, the X. So. Right, yeah, lo- looking at this team, I'm just trying to get any value I can for Roshan Johnson, uh, Kendra Miller, uh, Rashad Bateman, Jacoby Myers, bye bye Marvin Mims. I'm just, I just want assets here. And did you say this is a 14 team start 11? Yes, yes, yeah. G- give me some what he had four or five seconds start already, 10, right? Yes. Just yes, four first, four seconds. Yep, package a couple. I'd be okay giving up two for one if you're talking about one of them being like Jacoby Myers. Give up Jacoby Myers and uh, Roshan Johnson for a second and a third or something like that. Or same thing with Kendra Miller. Just get trade all the running backs that have any value. Bye bye Roshan. Who knows if McBride will end up having value at some point. Kendra Miller. Bye. Every. I mean, freaking uh, Dorian. Thompson Robinson, go to the go go to the uh, Deshaun Watson Deshaun and Watson. try to get yep. a 25 third. You know, yep. just like yep. spam, spam the shit out of your league. Sorry for the cursing. I didn't we didn't no, that. It's totally okay. fucking right. fine. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just spamming the living daylights out of the league, trying to get what I can. 25 second for Brandon Cooks, Jacoby Myers, 24 second, just spamming, just aggressively trying to collect assets. Yeah, with with yeah. the cursing we've had Shane on before, so no worries. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're listening That's to tough. this with your kids right now, I'm sorry, but you're not, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> right. I, I want to say this though, and I, I like the idea of where you're going with this too, and kind of doing the two for one. Um, I did look because I was curious too, even before you mentioned that. But um, he took Kendry Miller at the 112. Uh, Roshan Johnson at the 201. Again, that's not two picks in a row because it's a 14 teamer. Mm-hmm. But Kendry Miller at the 112. Roshan Johnson at the 201. 
I'd be happy to trade the two of them for a 24 first. Oh, all like, day. You're, all you're day. not going to get much value out of Goodness, running backs yes. on this team. Those two running backs could be worth something to a contending team. Technically, yes, it is kind of like kicking what could be a late first in Kendry Miller and an early second to be a late first again next year. I just want that re-roll. I'm like, you know what? I This, this isn't going to work. The only other thing I would say to this is all three of these trades don't have to happen today. That's the other benefit about a rebuild. You literally have all the time in the world to wait until the assets make sense. Uh, you wait until they declare Trey Lance the starter. You might get more than that. You wait until Alvin Kamara gets suspended for three games or something. You know what I mean? Like we don't know yet quite with that for Kendry Miller. You wait until Khalil Herbert gets a hamstring pull in the second game and Roshan blows up and you trade him before week three when you still don't know who's going to be the starter. Like those are the kind of moments you wait for. And that's why I always say over and over again, timing is everything. And I think as long as you keep your head on a swivel and kind of make sure that you're paying attention, you can make a ton of value on this team. Yeah. You find it, uh, uh, see if there's a team in your league that has like two wide receiver injuries in the week, bam, there goes Brandon cooks. You know what I mean? Like that's when you need to send that guy out. So I don't think you strike now. I think that, and again, he mentioned this too, like he's made some trades already. He's kind of torn this team down clearly. Um, but I also think that he's doing the right thing of still filling the roster. I know that's something that Shane doesn't always do, which cracks me up. I know in HQ3, he has, uh, I think our rosters are 35 plus 10 IR plus 10 taxi. <laughs> and I think he had like 24 players on his roster. I'm like, that's almost half. Like, that's yeah. well done, Shane. But no, I think, again, Jerry, you're on the right track here. I think if you're going to tear it to the studs, just keep tearing, man. Like, just keep throwing everything against get, it. And, and get I think those you got top chance, four but, picks. Do everything yes. you can to get the top four picks. In the I was even thinking, like, you could, in theory, too, like, take what you think is the worst first and Roshan Johnson for what you think is the 102, 103, right? And it looks like it's a first and Roshan for a first. So the other person might be looking like, I'm thinking they have a good chance. And like, that's free Roshan Johnson. Like, Can you guys pull that off? No. Can you guys pull that off this time of year? Can you guys do any moves like Not that? Not this time of year. No, I'm saying, but that's something I would keep in the back of my brain. I will in week say three, you God know? has tried to do stuff like that with me before. Who has? Who has? Scott Connor. Oh, oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I almost, I, not almost, I always decline it when Scott's trying to trade me at first. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, you he's know when something. you're just, you're just one of like just a number to him. He just yes. sends out, he just spans everything. It's like, who is this player? Why do you want my third? No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, God bless him. He knows what he's doing. He's, he, yes. you know, he no, no ill talk doing. there. It's just more of like, I'm he's, getting he's pleased and I know it and I'm fine with it. Exactly. <laughs> He is a but, machine, uh, no doubt. Yep. But that, that'll finish up our show this week. So I want to thank Clay for coming on. And no, Clay, fun, yeah, yeah, it was a great time. Love talking. Terrible team, you. but fun time. Yeah. Yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I just want to, I, I didn't really, I think, give you a chance to do this at the top. So I want to let you now just plug yes. uh, everything you got going on. Yeah, you can just try, uh, find us on YouTube, uh, Dynasty Trades in Five. You can find us on there. We are at Trades and Five on Twitter and then at Dynasty Trades and Five on TikTok and Instagram. We do a ton of reels and content over there. So we do one to two short form uh, pieces of content on TikTok and Instagram every day. And then, yes, Shane and Scott do Manic and Chill now as uh, bringing back the old brand. They do that once Love a week it. now on our channel live stream every tuesday and i have a, a, a thursday show now let's call it where mm -hmm. it's going to be a little bit of mixed bag of stuff but and some collaborations and whatnot but dynasty trades and five on youtube you can start there love it okay yeah. so we'll finish up with our business here uh i'm at dynasty ff addict uh andrew's at andrew hall ff scott is at scott underscore sidlow uh the pod is at dynasty junkies 
And uh, please make sure you're subscribing to the DAP Network at DAP Network on Twitter. We're also on YouTube. That's how you can see us when we stream live. Um, uh, occasionally, Trade Addicts will go live. Uh, so just make sure you're signed up to the DAP Network. Uh, and I think, uh, oh, subscribe, rate, and review. We always forget to say that. Yes. So subscribe, rate, and review. We love seeing the reviews. Uh, we've been getting some more reviews recently. We really appreciate it. Love hearing what you think of the show. Uh, but with that, Andrew, why don't you take us out? Oh man, thank you so much for joining us, Clay. It was a great time getting to talk with you and, and kind of thank chat you. it up. I know there's a, a lot of fun in the NFC yeah. as a wide receiver group, so that was awesome. Shout out to everyone in the chat. We did a puff, puff pass kick in again tonight. Obviously, friends of the show, Shane Manila. We had T Sandiford 08, mm-hmm. we had uh Jason oh, nice, Real yeah. in the Dynasty Junkies League. Uh, we had Dynasty New with some hammers. I love that. I don't know if we, we didn't put that one up, but that one deserves it. That's, a, that's a good call out. Uh, Tater Wolf was in the chat tonight. Uh, that was nice. Love seeing Tater in there. And again, K Mac came in at the end. That was nice. A little clay fire. I love K-Mac. that. K Mac. So, yes, love seeing you on this one, Clay. I appreciate you joining us. And for that, and everyone else listening at home, junkies out. Yeah.